So we're going back to 1 Corinthians again, the first chapter. I started on the last week, and I feel like continuing on today. Is that okay? As you're turning there, let me just speak to you a minute. I was thinking of the season in which we live today, the season today. Uh, the Bible said to, every, to everything there's a season and a time for everything under the sun. Uh, time to be born, a time to die, uh, a <clears throat> time to get, a time to lose. <laughs> Time to gather stones together and cast stones away. Uh, Just time for everything. God, in His wisdom, made a time for us today. God, in His wisdom, whether you realize it or not, God, in His wisdom, made a time for us today. You're here on God's time. Did you hear me? You're not here by accident. You're not here just because you wanted to come. You're here because God wanted you here. And you're here on His time. And He made time for you. Not just to be here, but to be who you are in Him. And to have what you have in your soul right now, what you feel, what you know right now in, inside you, God <clears throat> made time for that. He provided that for you. Amen? Amen. And so, Paul says that we belong to Him. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. And so, we're, we're all a part of God's, God's plan and purpose. We're all a part of something that He devised, that He designed, even before the world was. Think about that. When you think of yourself in the mirror, think of yourself as something that God had in mind even before the world was. If you don't like the way you look or complain about yourself, look in the mirror and say, God, I am your design. And whatever it is I am, I'm yours. And whether anybody likes me or not, you do. And whether anybody loves me or not, you do. And whether anybody has any time or place for me or not, you do. After all, I'm here because you put me here. Amen? Amen? Next time you look at your life and you complain, say, God, you put me here. (laughs) You you made my life and gave me my life. And you put me here. Every one of you this morning. The youngest of you to the oldest. Hallelujah. God has designed and a plan for you. And it belongs to Him. Your life belongs to Him. So God sent His Son. He sent His Son for us to come to the realization 
the reality of who we are in Christ. To wake us up. To bring us forth. To bring us forth unto Christ. God by His Spirit brought us forth to Christ. Hallelujah. God had a time and place for every one of us. Even if the, the Bible says even at a certain time, Christ came. At the appointed time, He came. At the appointed time, you came. God has an appointed time for every one of us. He didn't miss you. You're not left out. Don't think you're left out. You're not left out. If you believe in the Lord this morning, you're not left out. Everything about you and your life, God has concern for, and you're not left out. You're not left out of His plans. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave us the knowledge and the understanding. He gave us His name. He gave us authority. He gave us power. He gave us His Spirit. He gave us His Word. He gave us the knowledge and the understanding. He's given us wisdom. He's given us all that we need to live in this world. God has designed a great plan. He hasn't left you out. And you're part of it. Whether you like it or not, you're part of it. Sometimes we're not like what God's doing. We say, Lord, okay, your will be done. Sometimes we may may not understand what's going on in our life. We'll say, Father, you've got it in control in your hands. Because you, Lord, you've created me for your purpose, for your glory. And so therefore, there's a time. My time is right now. Your time is right now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week, next year, whenever. It's right now. Do you hear me? It's right now. Every one of your times right now. Hello, hello. So don't put it off. It's right now. It's right now. Hallelujah. God is God is now, and it's right now. You don't have to wait. You have to put it off. You don't have to wish for. You don't have to just, well, I don't know, I hope. Right now. Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So now is the time. Now, everybody say, now is the time. Now is the time for victory. Now is the time for salvation. Now is the time to get ahead. Now is the time for victory. Hallelujah. Right now. Right now. Right now. Praise God. I'm not going to put it off next month or next year. And I hope things are better next time. No, it's right now. When Jesus came to this world and he walked up to a blind man, he didn't say, man, you're healed. And I hope I'll go away and hope you can see you tomorrow. I never once read in the Bible where Jesus ever told a blind man, you're healed, go away. and said, well, okay. Yeah, Jesus opened his eyes. Hallelujah. When Jesus healed the crippled man, he didn't say, well, you're well, get up and walk. Okay. He got up and walked. When he raised the dead. 
He didn't walk out the door and say, hey, she's alive. <laughs> and they walk in there and she's laying there as cold and dead as she could be. She was up. She was up. She was sitting up. Yes. And she was breathing and she was talking. Amen. Now is the time. Amen. Now. God touches you, it's now. I said, when God touches you, it's now. And you're going to know it's now. It's not, it's not later, it's now. When God saved me, I knew it the moment it happened. It wasn't something that, you know, that I, that I well, I don't know. But I did know. So did every one of you know. Yes. Because it's at that moment. Now. The moment God moves, it's now. Amen. The moment God moves, it's now. And so Jesus came into the world to, to bring man into the now. Jesus came to bring all of creation into the right now. This moment. And the moment of Christ remains. Now you think about that a minute. The babe born in the manger, the man who walked the shores of the Galilee, the man that was crucified and buried and rose again, that same Jesus is now. Amen. Right now. Hallelujah. He's been now from the very beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, I am the great I am. Yes. Not I what used to be, but I am. Come on. Yes. He is the great I am. He is the great Savior. He is the great Shepherd. He's the great God. He's the great Lord. He's the great Healer. He's the great All. He is I am now. So God wants us to see Him as He is. He that cometh to God must believe that He is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. He is the great I am. So when Jesus came, hallelujah, He, 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 he showed us. He enriched us. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit in Corinthians. First chapter. Chapter 1. 1 Corinthians. If you remember last week, I preached the last, verse 4, I believe it was the last verse I read. I thank God, my God always on your behalf. For the grace of God given to you by Jesus. That in everything, verse 5, that in everything you are enriched by Him. That word enriched means to be, to make wealthy, uh, abundance. And I'm not talking about money. Can be, but it's not talking about money. He said in everything. In everything, you are enriched. You are made wealthy by Him. How? In all utterance. And in all knowledge. What you speak and what you know. A lot of people, you know, it could be a lot of people that says a lot of things. They ain't worth plug nickel. But when God enriches us, we have something of value to speak of. 
And I thank God that Paul put it that way in all utterance and all knowledge because without the right knowledge, what we say is of no value. But when we have the right knowledge, when when our knowing, how are we going to know? Oh, we're going to know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you get somebody that knows. When you find somebody who has come to know the Lord. You can't hardly keep them quiet. (laughs) Especially when it comes to preachers. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, I was, when I was a young preacher, I used to go into churches and they said, say, anybody want to stand up and testify? And I'd get up and testify and I'd preach for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. When you know. Amen. Hallelujah. When you know, then what you say is rich. You don't have to be a well-educated person to know. You don't have to be a philosopher to know. You don't have to be a scholar to know. All you have to know is who you know. Amen. If you know the right one, then you've got something of value to share with somebody. When you know the right one, praise God, when you know Jesus, when you know the Lord, then you have something of value, something uh, uh, that is worthwhile. There's a lot of folks, there's a lot of folks out there that's, that that need someone to talk to them. But you got something worthwhile to tell them. Amen. Don't worry about who you are or how smart you are or how well you can speak. Uh, when when the Lord comes into your life, then suddenly he enriches you. He enriches your understanding. He enriches your thoughts. He enriches your speech. He enriches you and fortifies you. He empowers you. So that you're able to relate. You're able to relate what God has done for you to others. They're able to hear and see something in your life that they haven't never heard or seen before. And it becomes real to them. And it reaches out to them. What God, when God enriches us, it reaches out to others. When God enriches us, it causes others to lend an ear. (laughs) Amen. If you you ever had trouble having anybody listen to you talk, go get saved and then go talk to them, see what they say. (laughs) Hallelujah. Maybe maybe you was saying things they didn't care to hear. Do you ever meet anybody that didn't like you because of the things you said and the way you were? But when you get Jesus in your life, something changes, doesn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. Now you got something. Now you got something that maybe someone will say, "Well, they'll say, well, I can't deny that. Well, I can't say anything against that. They may not. They may not exactly want to hear everything you got to say, but they can't say anything against what you're saying because they know that what you're saying is right and good." And there's something there, praise God, that they cannot deny. The world may reject Christ, but they can't deny Christ. The world may say, I don't want Him, but they can't deny the truth about Jesus. Amen? So don't deny it yourself. Stand up for Jesus and open your mouth and God will fill your mouth for Him. Amen? Let God enrich your life and you'll be an enrichment to others. And He said, God, it's going to enrich you in everything. 
You want to be rich? You want to be wealthy? God enriches you in everything. Hallelujah. So that you begin to see, you begin to see things in a whole different light. Not the way the world sees. But you perceive your life now differently. You see something, you see something real and new and good in your life. And it's worth sharing. It's worth talking about. It's worth giving. Amen? It's worth knowing. Amen? It's, it's, it's good to know what God's doing in my life. It's good to see what God is doing in my life. It's good to hear what God is doing in my life. When we go to church and hear the preacher preach sometime, man, I want to hear what he's got to say. But if he's preaching the Word of God, it's good to hear the Word of God. Sometimes we want somebody to tell us what the truth is, but we need to hear the truth. And it's good to hear the truth. Because it's the truth that sets you free, nothing else. A lie is not going to set you free. But the truth... The truth enriches you. The truth empowers you. The truth meets you where you are. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of folks don't think that their situation can change. Or they don't even think about it changing. But you know what? God is always thinking and moving and acting for change for you. People can live all their lives and be the same old person they was from the time they were born all the way up until they get old. But you know what? God has something in mind to change their lives. You may not be thinking about that at all. I'm, all, I'm happy to where I am. Everything's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay. How you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> People don't think about a change in their life. But God does. What do I need, brother? Well, what does a person need most of all in life? They need a change. I need a change. You need a change. We all need a change. We, we, need, we need to constantly be conformed to His image, which is eternal. I don't know what heaven's going to be like, but it's sure going to be good. Because it's going to be a constant, constant thing. Hallelujah. Amen. There's going to be so many things that God's going to show us and reveal to us and give to us. And we're going to find out. We're going to, we're going to come, you know, we're going to come into the knowledge of. Because there's no end to God. There's no, he's eternal. I said God is eternal. What God does is eternal. He said his grace, he would show to us throughout the ages. World without end. God would show us His grace. No man, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. Now the Bible says He has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. What is He saying there? God has showed us that fact. He's begun to show us those things. We begin to see more than we ever saw before. We begin to hear more than we've ever heard before or know more than we've ever known before. But we haven't begun to see hardly any of it yet, just a little bit of it. 
And God has showed us that. God has revealed to us that there's things that you don't know. Your eye hasn't seen, your ear hasn't heard. Amen. Amen. But God says, look, I'm going to give you this little bit here. And boy, it's enough to... (laughs) It's enough to blow the roof off this building. And it's not even just a little taste of what God has prepared. So God is constantly... Amen. I mean, we think of the earth and where we live upon this little small world that God put into the universe. And look at all the universe around us and all the planets and stars and everything that God put out there. And we have no inkling what's out there. We have no idea. You know, we can gaze upon the stars and scientists can look through their telescopes and send out Hubble all over the place and zoom in on certain places and see beautiful, wondrous things. But they really... They haven't got an inkling, hardly an inkling at all. What's out there? What in the world did God have in mind when He designed all that out there? Jesus said, if I tell you of earthly things, you don't believe me. How are you going to believe me if I tell you of heavenly things? If you don't believe God made the stars and the moon and the planets and all the universe and all the sin, how are you going to believe anything else? That's right, amen. God, if God has got enough knowledge and wisdom to know and know to create all those things that we see, what about the things that we don't see? Amen. What is it that God has prepared for those who the things we haven't seen as yet? Hallelujah. I believe that the thing, listen to me this morning. I believe that, Sister Peggy, that the things we haven't seen yet are even greater than the things we do see. Amen. How, can, how in the world can you get any bigger in the universe? Amen. How could anything be more grand and more great and spectacular than the universe and all that's in it? Amen. And yet, I believe with all of my heart that what God has prepared for us, awaiting for us, is beyond the universe. It is beyond comprehension. Scientists could never see it with a telescope. (laughs) My God. God says He's going to enrich you right now with all utterance and knowledge. So that, you know, you know what makes you know what you know what makes a, a difference in the world. Speech, Amen. knowledge, understanding. That's what makes a difference in the world. Men of of, of great minds. <laughs> who share their knowledge with the rest of it. Men who comprehend things beyond what most people can. They share those things with the rest of the world. And the world is built upon that knowledge that men have. And God says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to enrich you in your knowledge. 
and in your speech. I'm going to give you an insight into something that no man on this earth can know without me. I've given man, given man all of the knowledge that he had, and I've given him the opportunity, I've given him the ability, I've empowered him to have the understanding of things that he does in life, of this world and of the universe and of all that's around him. But there are other things that he doesn't know and he can't know. And you're going to know it. Amen. And you're going to be rich by it. And you may be looked down on as the, the dumbest person in the room. The dimmest light bulb in the house. <laughs> but he says you're going to have within you a treasure. Something of value. That is of greater value than all the world around you. And you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of anything around you. You don't have to be afraid of anybody. Don't look at them. Don't remember when God when God called the prophets. Remember when God called the prophets and He said, "I've called you, so don't look at their face. Don't look at their faces." He says, "I'm with you. Listen to me. Just listen to what I say and speak what I tell you to say, and don't look at their countenance." So God was encouraging him and emboldening him to speak His Word and not be afraid of anything or anybody. Even though he might have been afraid, Lord, I'm just a child, I can't do that. And God says, don't be afraid. Because I have enriched you, I have empowered you, I have called you. Hallelujah. Because what, what we have in Christ is like Christ Himself. When he was here. Amen. I've often wondered what would it have been like to be with Jesus and what did he do when he was here upon this earth. We read in the Bible the things he did. But just really how was he? How did he act and behave among people? Just exactly what, it, what was it like to be with Jesus as a man? I don't believe Jesus ever once feared anybody. He not once was afraid to speak to anybody. As a matter of fact, he was looking for somebody to speak to. <laughs> a lot of Christians today, we run and hide, and we don't want to talk to them. We want to run away and hide somewhere and get away from people. But Jesus was running to the people. Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't trying to hide anything he had. What he had had to be given out. Amen. What he had had to be said. What he had had to be given to those who were in desperate need of his help. And even when he even when he tried to get away, people would find out where he was and they'd go running after him. You ever try to get away from people? <laughs> and they try to run, they run after you, try to find you anyway. It's the way Jesus was. Why why were that way with that way with Jesus? Is it because he was so handsome? <laughs> it was it because he, you know, he give money? Because he was just, well, he's just a popular guy, I like him. Or was it because he was enriched? And everything the man says does 
does something to me. Everything a man says goes through me. It goes down in my soul. He speaks to my heart. I have a clear understanding. Every time I'm around Jesus, suddenly what is foggy in my mind becomes clear. And Jesus, something about Jesus, calms my troubled spirit. Something about Jesus reaches out to me. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, you're going to be enriched the same way. Amen. Something about what's in you. Something about God is doing in you and me. Enriching us. So that, praise God, so that others, that others are reaching out. <coughs> praise God. Amen. But wait on God. Wait on the wisdom of God. He will enrich you in everything, which means He will give you wisdom. Wait on God. Wait on God, and God will bring people to you. Wait on God, and God will cause others to come around and listen to what you say. They will. Don't try to force yourself, but be ready. Always ready. Always ready. Paul says always be ready to give an answer (laughs) to those that have a question of salvation that you have. Always be ready. Jesus said, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom that your adversaries will not be able to contradict. (laughs) They'll not be able to gainsay nor resist, he says. So don't be afraid. Are we, are we living for Christ or not? Amen. Are, we, are we being ready for Him or not? Are we followers of Christ or are we not? Are we the church of Jesus Christ or are we not? Amen. Come on. Are we children of God or are we not? Do we love God or do we not love God? Are we ready for Him every moment of our lives or are we not ready for Him every moment? God, make me ready every day of my life. When I get up in the morning, let me say, hello, Jesus. Every time I get up, I say, Lord, what do you want of me today? God, what do you say to me today? What does you have for me today? Lord, fill me today. Lord, forgive me for being selfish and living selfishly and going my own way. Lord, I want, to, I want you more in my life and I want to follow you. I want to hear from you. Lord, I just want to know what it is you have for me today. Because, Lord, you have enriched me. What you've done for me, no one else can do, Lord. And you have set my life ablaze. You have set my soul on fire. Lord, you've done for me, God, what nothing else could do in all eternity, Father. You have done for me. Oh, hallelujah! So, Lord, what can I do? What is it you want? Lord, help me not to live just for myself and for this world. Help me to live for you. Amen. Help me to live for you, not to live what I want, but what you want. Amen. God said he will enrich you in everything. Now listen to what Paul says. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You ever hear anybody say something really acute and then somebody say, oh, that's rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rich. 
God says, that's what they're going to say of you. You're going to say something, they're going to say, man, that's rich. You want something to come out of your mouth that's rich? You want something to come out of your mouth that is wise? Do you want to speak words that people will stop and think and stop and listen and say, wow. What was that? What did he just say? What did she just say? How would we, how would we like to be a, the kind of church that people say, I've heard a lot been going on down there. I wonder what in the world's going on down there at that church. Why? Because it's a rich church, praise God. It's been enriched. Hallelujah. Who's the first person when you as a child run to when you was in trouble? The richest one at home, mama. <laughs> she had the, 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 the wisest words, the best advice. What do people run to when they're in trouble? Who is it, what is it that they seek when they need something? They're not going to some old poor guy that ain't got nothing. That's right. They're not going to go to somebody that's down and out and, 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 and run over by the devil. They want to find somebody that's walking in victory. They want to find somebody that's walking with Jesus. That's right. Come on. When God sent, when God sent uh, Cornelius, appeared to Cornelius, with the, the angel said, you sent for Peter. Don't say, he didn't send him for anybody else but Peter. Peter was down there praying, seeking God. When God showed him the vision of the net led down from heaven. You remember the sheet let down from heaven. When they got there, somebody's here asking for you. <laughs> because God was already preparing Peter. Always preparing us. God is always preparing us. There's a time for us and it's right now. God is preparing us right now. When God saved you the moment, the day that He saved you, He began to prepare you at that moment. He's preparing you. He's moving you. He's acting upon you. He's acting in you and through you. Oh Lord, I'm going to enrich you. You're not going to be poor, you're rich. Paul says, you know, we're, 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 we may be poor, but we're making many rich. That's right. That's right. He said, well, if we have nothing, we got everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, said, he said, we're counted as the scum of the earth, and yet, praise God, we're not forsaken. Hallelujah. We're not forsaken. We're downtrodden by the world, but the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. How rich can you be? How, how much better could it be than the Lord being with you? sorry for yourself and crying over yourself. Begin to rejoice because the Lord is in your heart. I don't care how poor you are. It doesn't matter how things is going in your life. When you got Jesus, you got everything. The Lord says, where's your heart? Is it centered upon these things? Peter, lovest thou me more than these? More than whom? The other disciples? How about the fish? 
You love me more than the fish? <laughs> you love me more than your boat? You love me more than your, uh, than your life? You love me more than anything? Hallelujah. Where's our heart? Lord, I ain't got much in this world, but I got you. I don't live in a mansion on a hill. But I got him. I may not have a whole lot of money in my pocket, but I got Jesus. Hallelujah. How, how rich could I be? Just how rich could I be? Well, I ain't much of a talking, Brother Bob. I ain't got much to say. You got Jesus. You got a lot to say. I said, if you got Jesus, you got a lot to say. If you're a believer in the Lord and you love God in your heart and you love Him and you know that you're saved and you confess Jesus Christ, you've got a lot to offer. You have a lot to offer. You can go into a room. You can, if you walk into a room that's dark and you're the only one there that's got Jesus, you know what you can do? You can turn the light on. If you got Jesus, man, you got a reason for living. If you got Jesus, you got a reason to go to church. If you got Jesus, you got a reason to be, praise God, somebody for the Lord. Somebody says, I ain't nobody. Yes, you are. You somebody for the Lord. God saved you and gave you Jesus, man. He made something out of you. And you can be the greatest witness. You can be the shine of burning in the shining light like John Baptist. You can be all that God has called you to be. Hallelujah. He enriches you in everything. Don't ever think for a moment that you're not because you have. You are enriched. Hallelujah. He give you the Holy Ghost. He give you the Holy Ghost. He give you the Holy Ghost, sister. How many has the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. He gave you the Holy Spirit. Praise God. He gave me the Holy Spirit when I came to Jesus. He gave it to me. He enriched me in everything. Hallelujah. Listen to what Paul said. Hallelujah. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed, So that you come behind in no gift. Waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall also confirm you unto the end. Hallelujah. That you may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus. As the testimony of Jesus is confirmed in you, how God enriches us, that's how. Because I know. I know Him. Hallelujah. I can imagine when Peter and Paul and James and John and Matthew 
Luke, and all these men. When they came into a city or to a town or a village to proclaim Christ, some in the city would say, we've heard about Jesus. And you were with Him? Oh, wow. That's rich. <laughs> you really knew Jesus? You was with Him? Yeah, I was with Him. Can we touch you? Yeah. Can I, can I have a piece of your cloth, your clothes here? <laughs> You must have been touched by Jesus. <laughs> That's where the Catholics went wrong, bless their heart. But one time, Paul, he took aprons from his body and anointed and prayed over them, handed them out, and people were healed. Peter was walking along and it's his shadow. As much of his shadow going across people, they were healed. Man, I tell you, what, what is this? This influence of Jesus, this person of Jesus, is so overwhelming, so inspirational, so powerful, so rich, so rich that Jesus enriched everyone that was close to him. Everyone that was with him, they were enriched by his spirit. By his words, by his person. Everything about Jesus. I imagine Peter, he would look at Jesus and say, Wow, I want to be just like him. I want to be because you're so good, Lord, and I'm so rotten. You're so good, and I'm so evil. When Jesus called Peter, he says, I'm not worthy. I'm a, I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful man. Stay away from me. Stay away. I'm not worthy of you. I'm sinful. Jesus said, Oh, Peter, I'm going to make you fishers of men. I'm going to enrich your life. And when you speak, it's not going to be you. It's going to be me. And when you go anywhere, I'm going to go with you. And whoever you stand up before, don't be afraid. I'm going to stand with you. And I'm going to show the world who I am. And the world is going to know know who you are because I'm with you and you're going to speak my words and you're going to lay the foundation for everyone to build on and I'm that foundation I'm going to enrich your life in such a way that you've never even dreamed of being this, this rich this wealthy it's more wealth it's, it's, it's more wealth than the whole world And I believe that however Jesus 
acted. Peter started acting that way. <laughs> However, Peter talked. Peter started talking like that. All those little ticks and things about Christ. You could see it in Peter. Everything he did, Peter did. If there's anybody worth copying, it's Jesus. Amen. <laughs> if there's anybody in this world worth being like, it's Jesus. in each and every heart that believes. So let Christ live and speak in you. And God will use you just the way you are. God will use your personality. You know, God created you who you are and gave you the personality that you are. That's your soul. How you are. The person that you are. And however it is you are, God will use that. Huh? Uh, what do you mean, Brother Bob? Well, let me just give you a real uh, simple example, a uh, country example. When folks go to church and some says, Hallelujah! And others go to church and say, Hallelujah! God can use however you are! Amen. God will use you no matter where are you from. I don't care if you're from the North Pole. God will use you. It doesn't matter who we are. Don't sell yourself short. Don't hold yourself back. After all, you have the greatest treasure in the world. God is saying, I am confirming you with the testimony of Christ in your life. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to believe in the Lord? What does it mean to confess this? It means everything. Everything. It's the most important, influential thing in your life. It isn't money. It isn't talent. It isn't skill. It isn't dreams. It isn't what your desire is. It isn't what you want. It isn't what you do now. But it's Him. The most important thing in your life is Him. You're not made rich by anything else but Him. You're not going to succeed anywhere else but with Him. You're not going to make it anywhere else but with Him. Hello. You're not going to make it without Him. You may make your way through this world and do what you want to do in this world, but you're not going to get anywhere with God. So what's most important to you, God or this world? Huh? He says, the Lord has enriched you in everything. Everything you need. <clears throat> everything. Don't worry about these natural, worldly things. 
God's got it. He'll give you more than you ever thought you could have. Amen. Amen. When you don't see, when you don't care about those things, you get more. <laughs> when you don't care about it, it just comes to you. And everything that you need in the physical realm is, is met. All your needs are met. And above and beyond what you need. You have more than you need. You look around and say, well, you know, I really got everything I need. I don't really want for nothing. People ask me, I say, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> I don't need for anything. There's a lot of things I like to have. But I ain't got my heart set upon that. I have everything I need. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things we'd all like to have. But you see, I'm not set out in life, and that's not my goal in life, to get those things that I desire and want in this world. I have all I need. And more than I need. Amen. Now I got a roof over my head, clothes on my back, shoes on my feet, food in my stomach, a little bit of money in the bank. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I'm not rich. You're not rich. None of us rich in, the, in this world. Anybody rich? <laughs> but we're rich in Christ. If a man gains the whole world and loses his soul, what does it profit him? So Jesus is putting the value of the soul, the enrichment of the soul, far greater than all the riches of the world. Do you love me more than these? Do you? Hallelujah. Stand with me. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is faithful. By whom you were called unto the fellowship of His dear Son. God is faithful. There's been so many times in my life that I failed God. And I've been repentive and sorrowful and asking God to forgive me. And the Lord says, Yes, I know, but I have never, ever failed you. And I say, Lord, I know you've never failed me. And here I am dragging my heels. Here I am dragging along. And the Lord says, now that you see that, <laughs> quit dragging your heels. But I'll guarantee you, I will never leave you, forsake you. I won't let you down. God says, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Hallelujah. Take what I've given you and run with it. Take what I give you and run with it. Run the race that is set before you. are not going to get anywhere if you just sit still. If you're in a race, how many has ever been in a race, a foot race? I've been in lots of foot races. If you're in a foot race, you ain't going to get, you're going to get to the finish line just sitting there. You're in the race, but you're not going to get nowhere if you don't get up and run. The Lord says, get up. I'm not going to take you out of the race. But don't disqualify yourself. Get up and run. 
Don't let the enemy drag you down. Don't let sin beset you. Don't let anything of this world keep you back. God's speaking to the church. He's not speaking to sinners. He's talking to the church. Don't let anything in this world hold you down. The time is coming. The end is near. Jesus is coming. He says, be prepared. Be ready. Get going. Say, how do I get going, Lord? Just open your mouth. (laughs) Talk to people. Let somebody know about Jesus in your life. Amen? Whenever the opportunity arises, take advantage of that opportunity and use it for the Lord. And be a light. Be a light for the Lord. Be a testimony. Amen. And I guarantee you, the more that you do that, the more you will be. The more you will do it. The more that you exercise your gift for God, the more He will give you. And the more you will see accomplished and the more your life will be enriched by it. Hallelujah. According to the testimony that you have, you're enriched in everything. Hallelujah. Father, this morning, You have spoken to our hearts. And You sent Jesus, the greatest of all, who never failed for a moment to speak forth Your words to this world, living and acting according to Your will in every way. And He accomplished it all. Lord, and He he finished it. And now He's given unto us the same opportunity to serve You in His Spirit. Lord, by His Spirit within us. Help us, God, to learn Help us to be filled. Enrich us, O God, in our testimony, in our witness for You. Help us, Lord, let others know what You've done in our lives. And never be ashamed. And never hold back. Fathers, that we may glorify You and give You praise. And that we may be enriched even that much more in Christ. Thank You, Father, for the opportunity. Thank You, Lord, for the privilege of serving You.